Welcome in, everybody, to episode 19 of the Barely Educated Podcast. You can find us all the usual places at Barely underscore Educated. We'll pretty much get you everywhere you need to be. I am one of your hosts, Mark Jansen, joined, as always, by the venerable Chris Teichler. Chris, how are you? Doing good. Not too bad. Um, Getting ready for a little light rain that's supposed to be coming our way. How about you? Well, Chris, I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'll be here gracious. all day. No, we're we're good. The hurricane's probably east of us for the most part. I think we'll get like what will seem like a prolonged thunderstorm. It's nowhere near as bad for my area, according to the meteorologist that we trust, as say Laura was, which is almost a year ago exactly. So that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, New Orleans is about to get hammered. And uh, uh, Katrina hit. 16 years ago today did i read that right yeah that's even weirder like what the yeah but i did i did check out the path of you know just to see if you were going to be near it and it looked like you guys would be okay so i'm glad about that yeah we're we're definitely not as scary as the scenario was last year but still it's like crazy anyway and it would be a shame if episode 19 was the last episode of barely educated too that would be foreboding yeah yeah I'm glad it I'm won't tempted be to make a CJ Garner Johnson's house joke, but I'm going to take the high road for now. Okay. <clears throat> I hope everybody gets out that needs to get out because that storm surge is legit. Uh, I saw where they're saying some places it might be 16 feet. Oh my gosh. Of water above normal. Like that's your, that's not just your like house. That's like the whole house and the roof. It's like, yeah. that's just crazy. Um, so, and hopefully the levees perform better this time around. yeah yeah so you're pretty we're okay yeah. we're pretty much okay it seems weird to say that compared to what some people are going through but i know what it's like as of you know last year mm-hmm. so Bears. how much of there's no real segue here unless you want to talk about hurricane justin fields's throw no um, <laughs> i know you saw the throw because everybody in the world has watched the throw as it's yes. seemingly known now how much of the game did you catch otherwise? I, uh, uh, let's get into it. I had a school-related function last night, so I had to miss the game. So I caught the highlights that uh, NFL Network puts out of every you game. Suck, so Chris. I know. It's true. <laughs> I had really to, probably the way to watch these. <laughs> I had to play. <laughs> say I'm jealous here. I had to play Professor Teichler last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So. so um, but was I it did. a function you could do uh, while on your phone on the box scores the game um i i did get updates that i would quick peek at my phone but i did not get to see the throw until i was backstage waiting for my turn to do a presentation so and i'm surprised i kept quiet when i saw the throw on my phone because oh my gosh mark that was a bears quarterback that made that throw that was not was a, a thread quarterback. on uh... Is it yeah. Reddit or one of the message boards I frequent that's like, is this the best throw ever by a Bears QB? <laughs> it, it sounds like a w- silly thing to say, it but, does. but it's a preseason on a skill level, kind of yeah. Like just, in terms of the rollout and the on the run and the super tight window where only his guy can catch it. Only Horsted, yes. I'm just like the degree of difficulties up there. I don't think we need to rank like where it ranks. It's certainly. Not, not an imp. Were there? I think the question is just in terms of degree of difficulty or skill shown, it's pretty high up there. As hilarious and as that sounds, there were what three defenders right there, or just 
two uh two for sure and a third kind of behind it yeah i and it was the he he placed it so horsted call it caught it out of bounds but you know his feet were still i'm, I'm just that looked like an aaron Rodgers throw it am did. i did you am see I the over Twitter? exaggerating we asked if dalton would have made a td there yes the answer is no and buddy brian <laughs> put maybe for the titans <laughs> <laughs> yes oh buddy brian oh man i interrupted your buddy brian no, anyway, that's cool. Buddy Brian yeah, so, is on and, uh, Twitter. Our former what? student Tim, he was checking in, so shout out to Tim. I yeah, totally Tim. Agree, uh, with his sentiment on that as well. But it was it was it was like I'm so I'm watching the first half, pretty dedicated to watching it because Fields is playing, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to see what some of the, especially like the corners and edge rushers, who I think the Bears are going to be counting on in that group of twos might be looking right because corner is the weakest link on the team if it's not tackle and depending on Quinn's health you could definitely see a scenario where the guys playing on the edge matter you know the Mm -hmm. guys playing last night would could matter Um, so those were the reasons I was really glued to the first half by the second half I was multitasking it's still pretty fun though I mean Jesper Horstead, have yourself a game. That catch with the the left hand and himself oh Uh that's that's, you're making my (laughs) roster friend See you, J.P. Holtz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but Juicy Horsehead. He was great. He had a great game. I mean, three TDs is kind of nuts. But they were, mm-hmm. there were some really nice degree of difficulty catches that he made. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember thinking last year he caught everything, too. But the point we have to start with is not just Fields on the throw. It's the reason I brought up Horsehead. It's yet another guy that we've seen Justin Fields elevate. Mm. Like the good QBs do. True. Nobody knew who Rodney Adams was. He's going to make the roster. Oh, I hope so. I sure hope so. More on the roster later. Yeah. But but watching that game was the same general Bears preseason misery as the Bills game, except for the defense had a couple turnovers, right? And then mm-hmm. the throw happened, and you're like, and it was all worth my hour and a half spent <laughs> on this first half. Um, there was a, a another – so if you see the stats, you're going to be like, oh, okay, decent game, I guess, whatever, for fields – Actually, every single throw he made was catchable. Mm-hmm. He could have been 10 for 10, but they dropped like three of them. Yeah. Bears. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So th- that, of course, brings us to the other big topic coming out of last night is all the people who follow this team for a living, unlike us who do it for fun, basically <laughs> being like, Justin Fields has done everything to demonstrate he's ready. He's ready. People who are very careful and almost political. I respect Adam Hogue a lot. He's probably my favorite guy covering the Bears. He's usually mm-hmm. pretty careful to just be like, they're wrong on this. He has access to pace. He gets him on every year for a show. Like he has other, you know, factors when he gives a take. And, and, and so I'm not saying he's a homer, but I'm saying he's usually really careful about it now that, um, you know, after his Super Bowl prediction in 2019, he's been careful since. And he's like, he's ready. Play him. There's nothing else he could do to demonstrate that he's ready, that you've asked him to do. But I think we're still going to be starting Dalton. <laughs> I, I, get, I, I just don't understand the, uh, um, the, oh, we got, it's almost like we promised this to Andy and we got to let him have a shot. And I don't, I mean, is that, is that how you see it? I, I don't know any other way to make sense. Well, of it. I mean, the big story this week before that, you know, play by fields kind of mesmerized everybody, myself included, was that mm-hmm. Nagy doubling down on starting Dalton. And everyone trying to figure out why, right? Like why? Yeah. Um, and, and to me, I think it. 
I think the Bears might be one of the few teams that you would take this seriously, that they said he was starting, and by golly, they're going to keep their word because they're kind of a mom-and-pop org organization. There's no way like, – like, it's even more incompetent coaching than I think already if he actually watches them and says Dalton's better. So I think it's they promised Dalton, they gave him reps with the ones, and in practice, they're saying Dalton hasn't done anything to lose the job. And so they're going to stick with it until in the game he's bad, and then they're going to have to go to fields in the first month somewhere. So it could right? be like – That's where this is going. Could be second half of the Rams game. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I would say Lions at home is a nice one. We've been saying that since they mm-hmm. drafted him. Right, right. I mean, we talked about that months ago. Um, and then you've got first half – or halftime of the Rams game, halftime of the Browns game. Right? That's like my top three scenarios. Because yeah. I think if Dalton survives the Rams game, and by which I mean he's healthy and he plays well enough that they're not like, eh, we're benching him, which I still think he could get benched at halftime of that game. But I think if he gets through that game, he'll start the Bengals' home game and they won't take the Bengals' revenge game Bengals. from him. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they want Andy to have that chance. I don't know. I don't but, know. But I feel like the Bears are one of those teams that could, with a straight face, do the whole we promised him thing, which we talked about last week already. But – as much as I do want Justin Fields to start, that's not the part that ticks me off. The part that ticks me off is they never made it a fair competition where Justin Fields played with the ones enough in practice. Mm-hmm. And the reason it ticks me off is not just for the opportunity, but they know, we all know, at some point, probably soonish, they're going to start Justin Fields. And now the first time he throws a pass to Allen Robinson with any uh, live action, right, it's going to be in a regular season game Mm -hmm. that was a missed opportunity to help him develop and to get some camaraderie going there and i hope it doesn't bite him i mean they're both good enough it probably won't but yeah i don't think that makes me mad yeah exactly it's just frustrating that it wasn't even allowed to happen so last night when i tweeted out that thing from our account about is this a touchdown if uh if andy dalton's in a quarterback there's several layers to that because Uh, As soon as the ball was snapped, defenders are getting in his face, right? So Mm -hmm. Fields had to escape the pressure. Could Dalton have escaped that pressure? No. Probably not. So he's on the run. Can Dalton make that throw on the run, like just with that touch? No. No. And with that accuracy, that window? I don't know if he can make that throw from a clean pocket. That's what I'm saying. Let alone on the run. So the – by not putting fields on the field, that's eh, kind of funny. <laughs> um, you're taking potential points off the board. And I think that play is a perfect example of, uh, of what I mean by that. Like that was a busted play. I mean, oh, yeah, that's the reason Justin Fields is good is he makes something out of nothing like Pat Mahomes did. But even with great talent, Mahomes still does it sometimes. Yes. So Rogers does it all the time, all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rogers has had some bad offensive lines and people don't really talk about it because you know, he makes stuff happen. Do you remember I mean, the game plan for the Niners, the Super Bowl that they lost to the chiefs just two years ago? They said, uh, we're, we do not want to pressure Mahomes that much. We want to keep him on script because he's more deadly when the play breaks down. Ah, mm. I feel like we got that going on with fields. There were several plays last night that he, that was of course the play. But where he was like, oh, he's going to bail. He's fashion those guys. That's going to be eight yards. Like, and I just knew it. I already trusted it completely. It was a wonderful feeling. I was like, 
<laughs> he's faster than all of them. There's no mm-hmm. way they, I mean, it'll be a little different against starting defense. Yeah. But I had no doubt he was going to turn that busted play into five, six yards. Instead of six points, my friend, he turned it into six points. And then that play, he went even further than that. There's just like nobody following the team that thinks Andy Dalton's better. It's just, this is just an NFL coaching staff giving all NFL coaching staffs all over themselves, right? Like, the veteran does veteran things and he makes less mistakes. The only guy I've seen (laughs) this week defend this was Mike Golick. Oh, that's not good. No, who cares what he says at this point? No offense, but like he says Dalton will make less mistakes. That's who they should start. And I got to say, this is curious to me. So first of all, he's arguing from a negative, which is already kind of suspect. Yeah. Um, And the idea that less mistakes is the standard of quarterback play that we should aspire to kills me. (laughs) That's exactly what Matt Nagy didn't want with Trubisky. Mm -hmm. And... um, I don't see how you go into it and say, well, we don't care about all the positives this other guy could do. We're going to go with the theoretical less mistakes from this, this older guy, who's, by the way, lack of mobility and arm talent could lead him to just more mistakes of just less mental ones. And so I don't see how that's even a factor in the decision. Isn't that why uh, John Fox wanted Brian Hoyer over Cutler in the lineup too, several years ago? Mm-hmm. I seem to recall that. It's, like, it's also this idea that we still have the 2018 defense lingering around seems to be <laughs> yeah. on some people's minds. Like, just mm-hmm. have a game manager. Dude, you never win anything with a game manager in this league. Mm-hmm. You remember the score when Nick Foles won the Super Bowl? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I know I was listening, but... Do you remember the kind of game it was? Um... It was a high-scoring game. I remember that. Very high-scoring game. Would you say Nick Foles is generally known as a game manager, though? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, guess what? He had to score 41 points because the Patriots <laughs> scored 33. Yeah. Okay? So even when you have a game manager, sometimes in this league now, you better put the points up. So this oh, he'll make less mistakes thing just kills me. Mm. So you don't buy the Bears would have won the 06 Super Bowl with Kyle Orton? Today. No. I don't either. I, I don't. I think they win it if both running backs play, perhaps. I think they really come on. Everybody hates him, but he'd really come on at the end of that uh, sec, that second half of the season. Oh, he was a beast in the NFC Championship game. Exactly. I think, I think they also win if Tommy Harris and Mike Brown are in the way. Mike but, Brown and Tommy Harris were uh, key. Tommy Harris yes. was the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. I'll fight anybody about it. Mm-hmm. That guy couldn't be stopped when he was healthy. That that brief window mm-hmm. and made everything tick for that defense. He was the Warren Sapp. Yep. yep. So anyway, I I just think the Bears are doing this because they think they're supposed to, and I think <laughs> they're going to regret it or they're going to make the switch quickly. Because there's the other wrinkle to this: the players know. The players have to know. They're not yeah, idiots. That's like that's the Justin Fields magic baby or whatever his comment was after the game. <laughs> <laughs> It's you, a think, little, uh, you think when they're down 21 to nothing to the Rams that Mac and Jackson and Hicks are all going to be like, let's go out there. Let's play our tails off for Andy mm-hmm. Dalton again. Red rifle time. You're going to eventually get a locker room issue that they've earned, which has been a strength of Matt Nagy's that he's managed to always avoid those. And so I mm-hmm. hope they manage to again. But at some point, this, their hand's going to be forced. And I just feel like they're doing this because they said they would for Dalton. I can't think of any other reason. There's no football reason. You just can't get a good football reason out of it. 
no one can so fields looks great all the rookie qbs are actually having some measure of success which is pretty cool for Mm -hmm. league-wide interests um horsted had a great game there were a few others i thought that stood out that are on the bubble which was kind of interesting joel yegbenue who i thought was a guy they should cut for pretty much the whole last two years mm-hmm. had a pretty good game and they like oh, okay. teams but i don't know where that linebacker spot's weird now because alec ogletree has up turned that whole idea true mm-hmm. and by the way danny trevathan was out there with the twos it's starting the game he's the only quote-unquote defensive starter out there got an interception yeah he made that, like, that pick. interesting that you're out here and no other number one is when alec ogletree had this like amazing camp really made me wonder mm, that's interesting yeah and, and uh, snowden snowden flashed several times he's the undrafted rookie defensive end they got to stash him on the practice squad at the very least looks like really long and athletic like i don't know if you remember how he looked initially but roy roberts and harris wanted to be a very nice player that they couldn't afford mm-hmm. he reminds me of him that kind of build mm. and he was in the backfield several times it's what you want to see yep what about yeah, no, uh yeah, go ahead. What about wide receivers? What are you seeing on uh, the wide Rodney receivers? Rodney Adams needs to make the team. He's Ridley going to, right? Decent game. Yeah, Rodney Adams is going to make the team. Yeah, okay. After he caught both the two bombs off the helmet thing. Mm-hmm. Got to make it. Um, Riley Ridley's probably the most interesting one on the receivers because he did have a couple catches, but he just doesn't see – he seems so limited athletically. Daz Newsom caught a screen, juked a guy, and picked yeah, up like 15 that was a nice, yards. That was a nice run. I saw a, that a first year player like he's got more opportunity than that so receiver's pretty interesting to watch um whims is gone whims is gone it happened it happened eight months too late nine months later than i wanted to happen <laughs> i'd have cut him after the punch because he's not good enough to do something that stupid now nope. he used it to send a message nope. and then they didn't and sure enough another player punched the same player in the playoff game so that mm-hmm. come back i think came back to bite him now they're both gone finally mm-hmm Sorry, uh, corner is the concern though for me and everybody's worked up about the o-line they had a really bad first series and then got it together but man the corners opposite johnson scare me chris true yeah. is still missing in action no uh-huh. one knows where he is mm-hmm. and i gotta say kindle vildor got torched on slants against the bills and a couple times last night might be okay otherwise but i mean if you're gonna give up slants all the time it's gonna be tough to lock down a starting gig yeah uh and pressure, quick pressure is not going to do a whole lot there with quick slants like that. You can't you know? get there fast enough. Exactly. And then, and then the nickel back position, I don't know, make a comment about the band, get it out of your system. Oh, no, not oh. going to do it. Not going to oh, do it. Oh, wow. Now you take the high road now that That's I've right. done it. He's That's sick. right. No, I just, you, you know. Sneaky bastard. Bleep, <laughs> <No. laughs> bleep, bleep. This is a kid's show. There's children listening. I meant it legally speaking. Uh, the kids that watch Nick Foles press conferences turn around and listen to this podcast. So watch your mouth. Well, Mitch was the MVP, so I really should think of the children. <laughs> uh, the he MVP. did an interview this week where they asked him about that. He was actually pretty hilarious. You should mm. check it out. Barstool did an interview with him, and he was nice. way more interesting than he ever was as a bear uh, in that interview. But he probably uh, feels the weight of the world is off his shoulders now. I'm sure he does. You know? Yep. Good old Good Mitch. Him. I want to have a well. decent career and not as good as Justin Fields. And we'll he's he's probably going to get, oh yeah, but he's I probably going to get a, settled on that one. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get a shot at a starting gig next year, isn't he? Mitch, he's only got one he year deal Winston in Buffalo. 
get a starting gig and whoever starts for the Texans can get a starting gig. Tyrod Taylor, guess. Yes. To answer your question, I think eventually he'll be playing meaningful games again or yeah. at least have the chance to. So, um, so the nickel spot, though, <laughs> um, Duke Shelley, every time I notice him, he's missing a tackle mm. or getting beat. And I'm very, very worried about the corners. I actually thought, think it's possible, not just because of last night, but just because the overall depth at the position and its importance. If for no other reason than you need two tackles and you need three or four corners, you could say they're maybe even the weakest link on the team. And that scares yeah. me because those are two of the four most important positions in the in the league. Mm-hmm. Corner more and more so. So that's that, that one's kind of scary. Maybe somebody else will emerge. You never know. Those would be my negatives. Those are key. Yeah. So. Um, and because of that, with the tackles, that's why another reason to say you got to put fields in so something can happen. No, Crusher will get hurt. Play the other guy so he can get hurt. Yeah, I've um, been I've been persuaded away from logic. that. Yeah, so have yeah. I. I've, I we kind of started that way with thinking that way with mm-hmm. the Rams, but there's yeah, some I did. good content out there from Kyle Brandt and some others that have definitely persuaded me. Otherwise, I mean, what? So now he can't play against the Browns either because they have Miles Garrett, right? I mean, yeah. everybody in the league has a couple of those guys. So we can't play against the Packers because of the Smith brothers and Clark. Ugh. Can't play against the Vikings because of uh, Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffith. I mean, wh- where does it stop? He can play the Lions. Woo! <laughs> yeah. That's still where I think it happens. But... Yeah. So I've been converted. I believe. I believe. I agree. Let him run around. We, mm-hmm. we, we dodged the bullet that was the not sliding protection in the Bills game with that hit that he took. Yes. And... Uh, uh, and otherwise, he's going to be more of an asset for a bad line than anything. You would think. And let's point out this, too. The Bears coming out of the preseason, other than Tevin Jenkins becoming a jellyfish, they are <laughs> remarkably healthy now and ready to roll. Is, uh, can we get in, uh, Tim, you know, former student Tim, to get on Tevin Jenkins? He's a big uh, uh, OSU fan, right? Oh, is Tim, he, get yeah. on that. Yeah, get on that, Tim. Him. Make what it happen. happened here? Yeah. Um, so that brings us to the 53 man. Mm-hmm. Who are the guys you are sick of seeing on the back end of the roster that you think should go? Well, the big one's gone already. Gone. Yeah, yeah, he's he was the you're already happy mm. with that one. Um, I am still holding out hope that there's a Nick Foles deal somewhere, somehow. He but... did play a lot better yesterday. He was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He sliced and diced, maybe the value he did. His contract is terrible. More on that in a minute when we do some cap <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, you got good stuff. Yeah, you gave me a little preview. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay, so Foles, if you can get a trade. Yeah. Um, running back, I like who we got in the running back room. I don't know if there's uh, – I don't think there's really a cut there. They might cut in all just because they don't need to keep him. Or maybe or slide teams. him to special team. Well, who's going to – who would you that's, keep that's for, him for special team? Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's where it's going to be decided. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I admit, I don't know enough about that stuff. I don't pay that much attention to the gunners and all that. I mean, the broadcasts don't even let you, yeah. right? Like, you don't see all of the stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. I will say this also. That was a really hilarious broadcast. My favorite part about it was they kept showing Mike Fury instead of Matt Nagy. Oh, they thought he was Matt Nagy. He's wearing a visor. He's bald. He's got the headset on. They kept showing him. Oops. He's ripped. He's got a huge beard. He's like Matt Nagy took HGH from Barry Bonds's friends in San Francisco <laughs> or something. 
but he's not Matt Nagy. And they'd be like, interesting decision here coming up for the Bears. And they'd like show Mike Fury. <laughs> I loved it. Who, what broadcast was that? The Titans local. Just like the Bears uh, do a local one. So it's like always the home team okay, yeah. local broadcast on the NFL Network. That's who did the highlights of the song. Okay, interesting. That's yeah, funny. That pretty hilarious. Wrong guy. Boy, Matt Nagy's made an impression on this league, hasn't he? Sure has. <laughs> <laughs> That's not him. It's not Matt Nagy. So, yeah, so the back of the roster, I think it's time to be done with Riley Ridley, probably. He's probably – I was going to ask you if, if you've seen enough from Des Newsom that you're like, okay, I want to give the first-year guy a crack instead of Ridley. Would this be his third or fourth season? He's his third, right? Yeah, okay. He's so, shown I mean, no, like, special no, skill. Like, no. I don't mean to be mean. It's just that I don't see breakaway speed, incredible hands great jump ball go up and get it guy i don't like what does he do well mm-hmm. daz has the twitch skills right, exactly and it's although you know, after a rob they are a little bitty receiving core right now it's a whole bunch <laughs> of little dudes after a rob so i don't know if that factors in at all who's the other possession guy well mooney but mooney's a small guy too but he's so he's more of a pure route runner speedster oh i see what you're saying yeah he's not gonna be the yeah, I don't want him taking many hits. It's the tight ends. It's the deep, all of a sudden, oh. deep depth at tight ends. I'd say J.P. Holtz is gone. Yeah, especially if, like you said, the way Horsted played. Josh Woods is gone. I mean, come on, Chris. They signed Manti Teo because they didn't want to start Josh Woods <laughs> against the Saints. <laughs> and he's still on the roster. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the Manti Teo era didn't last uh, very long, did it? No. Longer than his dating relationship, though. (laughs) More authentic, anyway. He'll never (laughs) hear the end of it, the poor guy. I know. So, let's, uh, want to do the cap stuff? Yeah, hit me. What you got? This is stuff that's, like, way over my head. So, educate me. So, for starters, I have to point this out so you can do the usual. I was looking into this at Over the Cap when Cousin Nate... Cousin Nate, shout out Cousin Nate. Sent me some stuff from uh, Spot Tracks. Spock what? Spot Track, S-P-O-T-R-A-C. Oh, thought you said Spock. And they had like, the top cap spenders. So we're going to start with Spot Track and then we'll do over the cap. Okay. All right. Top cash spenders from 2016 to 2020. Okay. Where do you think the Bears rank? Well, they were a little over 500. I'm going to say between 15 and 17 in the NFL. So over that five-year period, basically, they are second in the league. Oh, my. The reason I bring this up is I want to forever and always, every chance I get, try to kill the narrative that says the Bears are cheap. cheap. No, guys and girls, the Bears are not cheap. They're dumb. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Credit where credit's they due. Are, They're not cheap. Bless their little hearts. They're trying. Okay. And they haven't Lowest been cheap for spenders. a long time. You know, they haven't been cheap for a long, long, it's long time. It's been forever time. since cheap was even remotely a fair criticism of the Bears. Like maybe Hallis. <laughs> you know? a box of bricks sometimes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mom and pop organization that makes curious decisions. Yup. Mm-hmm. Cheap. Just nope. They're trying. They're spending money. All right, lowest spenders. Number 30, Colts. Number 31, Bills. Number 32, Patriots. Oh, my gosh. Tom Brady, one of the reasons he's the GOAT, he took all of those discounts, and they kept all kinds of people as a result. Some they got, yeah. some they kept, but he was the one player I can remember 
who legitimately put winning first for years in his contracts. Wow. Most cost efficient. So like most uh, wins per what they spent or whatever, or cost per win, I guess would be the better way to put it. Yeah. They said cost per win. Where do you think the bears rank in cost per win over that time period? Well, uh, 500 team pretty much. Uh, second highest payroll. It's probably going to be in the mid twenties somewhere. Twenty-four. Boy, that is good guess. Twenty-two. Wow. So, so the Bears over that five-year period, again, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, spent twenty-seven million two hundred twenty-one thousand per win. Wow. Take out the twelve and four year. That's and, one of the uh, things I sent back to Nate. I was like, you know, that twelve and four win. Sees 12 and 4 season really skews it a little bit because they're probably probably over 30. You take that out. <laughs> right. Oh man. Number one <laughs> is gonna be no surprise. New England. Kansas City. Oh, dirt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. New England is number two. Okay. Just for kicks. Who do you think is number three? This one surprises me because they're always having cap problems. They win uh, so much. Yeah, you got to win enough that it just keeps driving the average down. They're number Mm -hmm. three. If you're curious, Green Bay is seventh. Yeah, okay. Seattle and Baltimore are fifth. Now, what is the trend here? Teams with good QBs and a long long running head coach. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Dead last on this are, of course, the teams that never win. The Bengals, the Jaguars, the Lions, the Browns, although now they're good, but for the majority of it, they were terrible. Mm -hmm. So pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Showing us just another way of looking at it that gets the Bears to basically being right where we thought they were, run of the mill. They are who they thought we were. We're no, but we are who they we thought that they are. Other than 2018. And I gotta say it, I hate this. I feel bad saying it. I don't like it. 2018 right now is the outlier out of the recent seasons. It's it's not the one they're gonna like magically recover. It's the the awesome blip on the radar yeah i mean that's just fact and it was that defense that defense was historically good and head coach fangio they miss him yeah yeah they do all right now for some cap numbers regarding the bears for 21 that's this year and 22 for next year and here's why i'm bringing it up from here on out an announcement for the show fod fodder here we will do a preview hopefully every game yes post game eventually each week so we're going to have two episodes we're probably not going to get around to something like the cap very often once the season is in full swing and i wanted to bring this up now for that reason and because i wanted to talk about what it means for the bears building around justin fields moving forward regardless of what kind of seasons some of these players have we have to look at the hard truth of the cap in the face it is very important league-wide, but especially for teams like the Bears to have a full season of butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. The yes. Bears desperately need that cap to go back up. So your highest paid Bears for this season, on the cap number, I'm not worried about the signing bonuses or getting that complicated. That would be way too much to try to just describe in a podcast. But the highest paid player just for this single season, do you know who it is? Uh, Mac? No piece uh, third. He's third. You away in a second. Ooh, oh, Allen Robinson. Allen he's, Robinson. He's got the uh, the tag. So, yeah. Allen Robinson because he's on the tag. 
and again, the one of the bigger reasons to criticize Ryan Pace this offseason is they didn't get the A-Rob deal done ever. And now he costs more against the cap than he would have on, a, on an extension with a big signing bonus. Do you know who number two is? So Max third. Let's see. Number two, uh, offense or defense? Defense. Ooh. Eddie? No, Quinn. It's going to be Quinn. Quinn. Quinn Whoa. makes 14.7 dead even. Wow. 14,700,000. Mac makes on the cap, just cap, 14,646,000. Mm. Mm. Now, the reason they did not cut Robert Quinn yet is he would have only saved them 100 grand. They are much more willing to keep him on the shot that he'll return to form than they are to just save that piddly amount of money. This is 100% the right call once you've given him that stupid deal. Yeah, you can't also... cut him yet, but you will cut him after this year. More on that in a minute. Next is Akeem Hicks at $12 million. Okay. And they could have saved 10 and a half with a post-June 1st cut for him. Hmm. That's why it was dicey there for a while. That's, that was enough to think about. Then it's Jimmy Graham. What? What? And then Eddie Goldman, huh. who also saves you nothing. And, of course, they wanted to see what he's got this year. And then it's Nick Foles. <laughs> so let's go through it. <sighs> Alan Robinson. Okay, fine. Worth it. Yes. Quinn. Nope. No. Mac. Yes. Hicks. Mm, yes. Yeah, a good answer. Jimmy Graham. <laughs> no. Better than we thought he'd be in the red zone, but that's all he is. So no, he's not worth ten million. Yeah. Eddie Goldman, seven point yeah. eight, by the way. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Nick Foles at six point six no. six six six. Boy, is that ironic? <laughs> yeah. So let just Robert Quinn. Skip a couple names, Jimmy Graham. Skip a name, Nick Foles. Last year's money was horrifically spent, mm. and they will be out from under all of them. I think by this time next year, mm. but those, those deals crippled their abilities to build this year. And then they stumbled into Justin Fields. were like, Oh, well, starting Andy Dalton, you know, <laughs> oh, Roquan man. is next. Then Cody Whitehair, then Eddie Jackson, Danny Trevathan, Dalton finally checks in at that point, then fields. And now you're the guys that aren't making so much that you care that much. What All if, right. what if fields makes a nice uh, connection with Jimmy Graham? In the regular season. Congratulations, Jimmy. Have a nice life. Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> we got Jesus Horsehead over there. All right. So, in terms of percentage, the Bears cap is just shy of 164, 164 million. They're spending 97.4 on the defense, 84.7 on the offense. Oof. And a bunch of that money on the offense is Allen Robinson and the three QBs. All right, you want to fast forward to next year. Yes. Again, this is this is the educated part of the barely educated podcast. We need to face some of quiet. these realities. All right. The highest paid player for the cap number next year by far is of course Khalil Mack. Okay. At a whopping 30 mil. Oh. If you oh. cut him after June 1st of 22. You would save 17.75 mil. We're not going to do that. So they have to do what? Either, uh, well, try to renegotiate, right? They can't keep the number that high, can they? I don't, not to, 
build people around Justin Fields. He can't be paying thirty million on the cap. He cannot count. Listen, man, if he's going to save you almost eighteen million to cut, and he doesn't take a new deal again, which he's already done a bunch of times, they're going to consider cutting him. Wow, eighteen million's a ton. Well, can they? That's uh, why we need the cap to go back. Yeah, yeah. Can they convert some of that to a signing bonus so he gets it? Probably what they're going to try to do. They've been borrowing from the bank of Khalil Mack the last couple years. <laughs> the Mack trade, the Bears won. The Raiders tried to get him back. They did. The they trade. tried. That to... was great. But the extension they gave him has not necessarily been as cut and dry. All right. Mack is one of the reasons I wanted to do this. And I love Mack, but this is a, yeah. that is going to be a tough decision. Even if he has 15 sacks, that's, of course, please take an extension scenario. If he only has nine or 10, they might just cut him, and we need to face the facts. That could happen. All right, the next highest that I can find, I'm not certain by that because I want to do my cap savings, but I believe the next highest two paid players on the Bears for next year as we sit here are Robert Quinn at 16 million cap number and Eddie Jackson at 15 and some change oh boy now you can cut robert quinn and save almost 13 million done (laughs) he could have 28 sacks and they'd probably cut him Uh or renegotiate if you cut eddie you'll save six man it depends like which eddie is it gonna be is it gonna be 18 Mm -hmm. 19 eddie or is it gonna be 20 eddie because if it's 20 eddie with you know a, a Fangio disciple running the team, see ya. But if he returns to form, man, you can't have too many good uh, defensive backs in the league. So right you know? now, this is the other thing you have to know. Right now, the top fifty-one on the roster for twenty twenty-two are making one hundred sixty-six million, which you may realize is pretty much what I just said. They are spending on twenty twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay, the defense accounts for almost 110 of that. Oh my gosh. It is egregiously out of balance. That's close to 80%. There's no way they can say that the straight face they're building around Justin Fields without getting some of these contracts off the books. If that means cutting the player or renegotiating, so be it. But they just can't keep the defense making that much more no. than the offense twice as much and then some no more not with this qb i don't know what it means for mac especially that's the tough one robert point is easy done (laughs) eddie goldman Uh, would save you almost nine million as a cut some of these guys the reason we brought this up some of them regardless of the season they have might be gone others are absolutely playing to prove that they are worth the cap hits and I got to say, on paper, I don't know how many of these guys are going to show that they are besides Roquan. And you he's want making almost 10 million. That's his last yeah. year. Hopefully, he's extended at a lower cap number and a big old fat signing bonus. Yeah. But yeah. that should be done before we even get to June. Um, but man, Quinn's gone. Mac is tricky. Goldman's tricky. Eddie is tricky. Danny Trevathan at six million, save three and a half. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Okay, here's the other one. That Are you sitting down? Please sit down for this. I'm sitting down. Get a water. Oh, boy. Mute your mic. Nick Foles' cap hit next year is $10.6 million. <sighs> This is why they can't trade him. <sighs> Nobody is taking that on. 
He is 7.6 in dead money, so he'll save you three to cut him. Now, how much dead money can you afford to keep on there? I don't know. Now I need a capologist for real. But like that, that extension for Nick Foles, again, absolutely egregious. Trade for him. Do you think he's better than Mitch? I guess that's, I mean, I can see why you might think it. But then to pile on to this extra money that nobody would have given him. Mm-hmm. Ryan Pace has done some things really well, and some things are an absolute train wreck. That contract is one of the train wrecks. Yeah. Um, he and makes I'm... more next year combined than Dalton and Fields, not that Dalton <laughs> would be on the roster. But you'll save two and a half when you cut Dalton. And of all those defenders that you mentioned, you want Allen Robinson over almost all of them, don't you? I want them over every single one of them unless Mac is, you know, great again. And then it's debatable because of how important Robinson could be to Fields. Right. right. And just yes. the reality of yes. the league. Yes, and they're going to yeah. lose him because he handed out bad money like crazy the last couple of years. Oh, man. It stinks, man, but there's no point hiding from it. To fix it, we got to admit it. Here's another one. Tariq Cohen, 5.7 mil. Where is he? Right? Where is he? Where's Tariq Cohen? Yeah. You can cut him and save four. Oh, okay. Buy super fun gadget guy is probably the <laughs> answer to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got no the, problem. The point with that. is obvious that we're going for it here. There's a the defense has some seriously high stakes to be playing for because a whole bunch of these guys are either gone or playing for an extension at a team friendly deal next year. And it makes me sick to my stomach to think that we might have the QB right and we might have a great top 10 wide receiver and then barely play them together because we don't keep the receiver well and that's even more Stuff reason we've been trying to get yeah, together my right. whole stinking life that's even more reason to play uh fields now like with this defense and these contracts you got to try to win mm-hmm. now with them and we come full circle to the final reason i brought it up if you're going to wait on fields rookie deal you have to start playing him while he's on his rookie deal yeah yeah. Now, I do think you can get Hicks at a lower rate. I think Roquan's cap hit can be lower for that year with a deal. Hicks, so uh, Mac is tricky because you've already asked him to do it a couple of times, and at some point he might just get sick of it or something. But I think, but but eventually you're just kicking the can down the road, and he's got mm-hmm. this really big, nasty, ugly number on his cap one year. They have got to have the cap go way back up, which it might. That would be a huge help. Don't forget, they still got to sign a left tackle. Yeah. Oh, no, we're going to count on Jenkins coming back. You can hear it now. Whew. The invertebrate. Do you, Whitehair? Do you want Cody Whitehair at $8 million? Uh, To protect Justin? No, at $12 million. Sorry, oh, at $12, 12 million. million. Oh. And he saves you eight if you cut him. You can't oh. just keep making holes, though, either. Yeah. I would try to keep him. I, 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 I would, would make too. more effort to keep the offensive guys. Well, for exactly all the reasons you're giving. Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. Not Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. So, but, the, but you look at this, you can see a whole lot of bad money on here that is not going to be – I told you this last year when I said Kyle Fuller is not going to be on the Bears at $20 million on the cap. You did? You did? I think I'm telling you the same thing for sure about Quinn. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. I think I'm telling you that about Hicks' number right now, and I think I might be telling you that about Max, although I'd have to see what the dead money does there. I think they're going to have to get him another extension or they can't pay him 30 million. Yeah. Yeah. And even if the I cap love does Mac, go, I absolutely. He's my second favorite player on the team. Now that we have an exciting QB, <laughs> even if the cap does go back up, you still don't want that much 
of your money going to the defense like over twice as much yeah of course they have time to fix some of that but the point is it's not it's not good for 2022 they're they're gonna have to make some tough decisions all right 2023 just for kicks okay defense is still 96 million offense 38 so there's still i mean this isn't this this of course is gonna be fine because some of these are gone quinn's gone Mac actually goes down to 28 and a half that year. Ooh. <laughs> Eddie Jackson goes up to 17. Oh, man. Trevathan is 6.4, and he saves you nothing. He won't be around by then. So they set this contract up. See, this is what's fun. You do a little homework, and I can tell you right now, they set Eddie, Danny Trevathan's contract up to cut him after this year. Huh. 100%, because after next year, it makes no sense. Hmm. So that's some good investigative journalism there yeah there you go so very nice <laughs> five dollars a month will get you a, <laughs> a t-shirt and help buy me stats. a coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> for plagiarizing someone else's research <laughs> oh what no, i cited it actually yes you did you did yeah okay well, that's, well, that's good all stuff i've there. got yeah. on the bears but i do have a lion's thing or two all right what you got we haven't done this for a while, so let's Lions bring it back. Lions Reddit. Are you aware of the problems with their first-round draft pick? I wasn't until uh, you told me before we started recording. I have not paid any bit of attention so, to the Lions. Penny Sewell sat out last year from because of COVID. Mm. He's been the consensus number one tackle in this draft class for a couple of years running. The Lions decided to channel their inner Chicago Bears and take their stud tackle and move him. So he went from the left to the right side, which is really curious since he's and his value is mostly as the left, but that's fine. You got to have two good ones anymore on each side, right? Yeah. He's been terrible. There's a tweet that talked about from one of their beat writers that he is the lowest graded player on the team in the preseason. And the fans are freaking out because they passed on Justin Fields. Justin Fields. <laughs> We're going to kick you in the teeth. And we love our Lions fans. They're hilarious. They do a great job of being funny about all the crazy stuff that Lions put them through. Mm-hmm. They're still talking about Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders retiring early. This is a scarred fan base. I do not intend to pile on. Yeah. But wouldn't it be just like the Lions to pick this consensus best tackle in the draft, move him over, have him be terrible, and watch a division rival pick a QB that will hopefully anchor the team for the next decade? Yeah, that's While the thing. Jared Goff at QB. While the Lions did have a decent QB for a long time, too, that just didn't, you know, pan out for whatever reason. Yeah. And then the other one I thought was hilarious on the Reddit was, you know, the sad frog. It looks kind of like a dumpy old version of Kermit the Frog, and he's got like yeah. the lips. There's a picture. It's like, Lions football is back, baby. And it's a picture of him wearing Lions gear trying to stick a fork in an electric socket <laughs> oh, oh my goodness they're, they're doing well they're adjusting well to the oh dan campbell gosh. penne sewell era wow that that could only happen to the lions or maybe the browns you know but yeah that just seems to fit um yeah i'm looking through the 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 twitter lions twitter right now and someone just said Sewell busting would be peak lions. That's exactly. kind of what I was just <laughs> saying right there. Like, oh, I feel man. bad for them though. Like the thought process 
would have made sense if they had Matthew Stafford still. But I was pretty, I mean, I, I, I considered them one of the threats to pick fields, even though everybody else was had him picking Jamar Chase or Sewell. And sure enough, to pick Sewell. I mean, was the thinking, oh, this guy can help protect Jared Goff? I, that's what I wonder. <laughs> like, do they think Goff is okay? I guess if, if Boy Wonder over there in L.A. gives up on him, right, isn't he supposed to be like the genius offensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's, he's not that great, you know? Like, or I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to, to read that this week and see just how bad things had gotten uh, for Penny Sewell, who I thought was basically – you know, can't miss prospect. Yeah, I, uh, that's really surprising. I, I guess I just assumed he would be like, uh, who's that uh, the guard on the Colts? That's just a bulldozer. Um, oh, you know uh, Quentin Nelson. About. Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he's awesome. someone who's that <laughs> he's highly fun to t- watch for a guard. He is. He just man, bulldozer. That's what he is. Just and uh yeah i just assumed sewell just from the hype i mean i don't watch pac 10 games but yeah and i don't remember um, them from two years ago since he didn't play last year right it's been interesting seeing the guys who sat out a lot of them are struggling to get going and others are fine so there's not really a clear pattern but it seems like some of the consensus top guys have taken a while to get going maybe that's all sewell has too as an issue and that could be jamar chase had a terrible camp until last week when he was catching everything which i know because he's a huge deal down here is Burroughs throwing to Chase. So you got all the like oh, locals yeah. are adopting the Bengals as their AFC team kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah, that you, makes you sense. hear about it. So yeah. it's kind of an interesting connection. <laughs> kind of like how there, when we were in Fort Worth, there were a lot of people following the Bengals because of uh, Andy Dalton and having yeah. gone to TCU. Yeah. All things circle back to Andy Dalton, folks. Andy Dalton! Not Justin Fields. Oh. Well, it was a fun uh, first half of Justin Fields football, thanks to that throw. Oh, that's that was coming. Beautiful. It's a sad day, uh, day soon for a lot of these guys. But that's all I got, my friend. Yeah. Is baseball still going on? I don't know. I boycotting the Cardinals after oh. they gave up 11 straight runs or something stupid to the Pirates. Uh, like, and okay. the season is over. It was over a while ago. You had it over a little earlier. I love that game where the Cubs got six runs and still got obliterated. <laughs> That was amazing. Nobody doubted that that was going to happen. In fact, people were joking online about, oh, look at the White Sox are, you know, spotting the Cubs six. They're going to need it. All right, man. Take it away. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Barely Educated, episode 19. If you want to find us on the socials, we are at Twitter at Barely underscore Educated. Our website is buymeacoffee.com slash Barely underscore Educated. You can join our honor roll at $3 a month or $30 annually, and we will send you a Barely Educated t-shirt and along with bonus content as soon as we are able to put some together. We're also on Facebook at Barely Educated. And uh, we thank you for listening. If you can uh, give us a, uh, uh, a rating on wherever you listen to the show, that'll help more people find our show and get more listeners and uh, more interaction. Thanks so much and bear down, everyone. You suck, Chris. Put that through your mind. The bears are who we thought they were. I f- all the bears.